0: If you've got a Bible, would you just turn, just for a moment or two, I'm going to just speak briefly, so for about 20 minutes, so uh, it's from the book of Ruth, I want to share something, so while you're just turning to Ruth chapter one, so uh, Ruth chapter one, and I just want to take a couple of moments just to uh, share a thought uh, based on uh, chapter one of this story of an amazing lady who uh, went on to change history. But, um, so, if you have a Bible handy, just going to read it, and uh, so it's chapter one, I'm reading from the NIV, if you haven't got a Bible, then just listen. In the days when the uh, judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. So a man from Bethlehem in Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. Moab is is roughly sort of the area of Jordan today, in the the, uh, Middle East. The man's name was uh, Elimelech. his wife's name was Naomi, and the names of his two sons were Malon and uh, Kilion. They were Ephraites from Bethlehem, Judah. And they went to Moab and lived there. Now, Emelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left with her two sons. They married Moabite women, one named Orpah and the other named Ruth. After they had lived there about 10 years, this is a tragic story, both Malon and Kilian also died. So Naomi's sons, she lost her sons as well. And Naomi was left without her sons and her husband. Um, when Naomi heard in Moab uh, that the Lord had come to aid Sorry, when Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had come to aid his people by providing food for them, she and her daughters-in-law prepared to return home from there. They decided to go back to Israel. With her two daughters-in-law, she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road uh, that would take them back to the land of Judah. Then Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show you kindness as you have shown me kindness. Uh, show kindness to your dead husbands and to me. May the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the in the, uh, the home of another husband. Then she kissed them goodbye and they wept aloud and said to her, We will go back with you to your people. But Naomi said, No, return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? Am I going to have more sons? Um. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. Verse 15. Look, said Nomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And... Um, there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you from and me. When Naomi realised that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. So the two women went on until they came to Bethlehem. And when they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And the woman exclaimed, can this be Naomi? The women exclaimed this. Don't call me Naomi, she told them. Call me Mara. Because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. So Naomi returned from Moab, accompanied by Ruth the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, arriving in Bethlehem as the barley harvest was beginning. Um, I want to just take a few moments this evening and um, s- just uh, speak about um, uh, the, the the title there. Reposition in your life, position of promise. You know what? When life knocks you, uh, when life knocks you down, and um, uh, and, and life bumps into you. You know, when, when you feel sometimes battered by life, when something goes wrong in life, or maybe circumstances ground you down, maybe maybe it's, a, uh, it, it's, it's as if something's hit you headlong, and, and and you just don't know what to think, where to go, what to do. We can sometimes get knocked down. Sometimes we can get knocked off course. And uh, I just want to take a few moments for us to look at this story just for a, a, a little while, and look at this idea of how how do you then. Um, re, there's a, there is a possibility, and how do we do it? To reposition our life so that we can be in a position of knowing the hand of God or the promise of God for your life. What do we do? How can we do that um, when things go wrong? And so in the story that we've just read, um, Naomi loses her husband. Ten years later, she loses her sons. The sons of married um, uh, women from the area of Moab. And um, ten years later, she loses her sons and, and, and the loss was compounded and it, it it left her absolutely destitute i mean bereft um, in the story by the by the way the story unfolds, you can see the way that she speaks about. She feels bitter, her name means bitter um the, you know God has left her, God has co- caused this she she turns she's got really quiet she's really really upset and and this really knocks her it it knocks her life so much that it just really ruins her life. This is a story of a, a lady whose life appears to be ruined, and uh also in 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 that climate and that time, if um somebody had lost their husband, then you find yourself at the mercy of people to help you. She would have turned to her sons. Now she'd lost her sons. Economically, she would be totally destitute as well. Left to basically die. And this is why she was saying to the young daughters-in-law, you go, you marry again, because then you can find your life. You can have a good life. And, and I don't know what's going to happen to me. And so it's, it's when you read the story, it's, it's, it's really, initially, this, cha- this first chapter appears to be really very sad, and so this is a story of three widows. The first one's come up on the screen. It shouldn't have done that. I must have tapped it by accident. But uh, there's, this is the story of three widows. And it's that that I want to just take a couple of moments and, and just look at them one by one and uh, finish at a decent time. The, the first of all, it's, um, it's a story of three widows. Um, a grieving widow, a leaving widow, and a cleaving widow. A widow that grieves, a widow that uh, leaves, and a widow that cleaves. And I just want to look at that and just explain what that is. First of all, grieving widow. It, Naomi is, is as, as we've just said in the story, she's absolutely bereft. She's at, she's at a complete loss. And uh, she's destitute, depressed, disillusioned. You see it the way the text opens up. Uh, i 'm bitter uh, and and she 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 looks towards god this is this is a lady who 's lost everything and she 's basically saying to her daughter daughters in law look i 'm releasing you, flee for your lives, get a life because i haven 't got a life and to be around me i 've got nothing for you she she really is she 's not hit rock bottom she 's like almost under the bottom it 's that bad it 's really that bad and um Life has totally and utterly beaten her down, knocked her off course. The name Naomi means pleasant, or could be translated sweetness. Interesting. Her name, Naomi, means pleasant one, or sweet, sweetness. And yet, later on, in verse 20 of what we've just read, when the women of the town in Bethlehem come out to see her, she says, don't call me Naomi, don't call me pleasant, don't call me sweetness, my name is Mara, it's bitter. She was... Feeling awful, she was bitter. She was really bitter. Her life had felt bitter. It knocked her for sex, knocked her off course, and um, so she, she. You can see that she's bitter. She blames God. The, the thing is, when when life gets to us, when a, a sickness or. or um, Something at work, or you feel ground down, you feel tripped up, you feel beaten down, life bumps into you, knocks you off course, y- you know, you're, you're, you're at the end of your tether, I don't know where you are, are at tonight. It, 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 it can get to a stage where it, 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 everything, far from it being sweet, it, 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 everything tastes, tastes bad. And the danger with that, then we see with near, poor Naomi, now, I think I'd probably be feeling, I think we would identify with it. If we were in this situation, we'd be, I'd be feeling like that. So this, you know we're not ganging up against Naomi, but the danger with that is that when you're at that place, it's a dangerous place because it feels bad, but we, we can lose perspective. Everything is bad. And it is bad. I mean, for Naomi, it is bad. It couldn't get any worse. So I can forgive her for losing a bit of perspective. But you know when you're own in, in their own... I, I, I've spoken to people when they're in extreme anxiety, they can't remember anything. If you're really stressed out about something, really hurting, you, your memory seems to go, you can't sleep properly, you don't get a proper outlook on life. And, and so she, she ends up saying to people, I'm bitter at God, it's God's fault, God's done this to me. That's It got so much to that state in her life that she really lost a sense of, of perspective. And it's at that point that... that probably need to reposition ourselves. It's easy for us to say that. It's easy for me to say that looking at Naomi now. But maybe you're in a place where you feel yourself like that. And it's at a place in life to find a new position, a new place. It doesn't mean to say you go to another country or another part of the world, but in our hearts, we've got to find a new place and reposition our heart in our relationship, I'm going to suggest, with God. And uh, life can do that to us. And uh, and And it's at this point, if we if if we're gonna we can be bitter or better, and if we're gonna get better, it's only going to come from repositioning, getting our heart right, getting our heart with God, seeing God, you know, opening our hearts to God. Uh, easier said than done when you're hurting, isn't it? It is. It's easier said than done. And for put this poor lady, she was in a bitter place. But that's the need. There's a need to to reposition. Second, second, the second widow. Um, so we need to be aware to reposition ourselves if we're going to be in a place of promise. And we'll come to that last of all in a moment or two, finding promise. But if we're, if we're going to know God's hand in our lives, it, 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 we need a, a fresh perspective. Otherwise, we'll, we'll never see, we'll never be in a place ready for the promise. You, that will come in the moment. And the, sec- the second widow that we see is Orpah. And... Uh, She she is the the widow that leaves. She's a leaving widow. She's the one that leaves. And uh, it says of Orpah in verse 14, you'll read it there, when Naomi says to the two daughters-in-law, go, my daughters, go, go back, you know, don't stay with me. You know, I can offer you nothing. She was absolutely right. She offered nothing at all. Uh, she says, You go back, try and make a life for yourself. And, and the daughters cry and they weep and they 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 go on a bit further with her, but then one of them, the second widow, she she leaves. It says, It says of Orpah, Orpah kissed her goodbye. She Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye and turned she turns back. In the text there you see that it says, Orpah kissed Naomi, Ruth clings to Naomi. We'll see that in a moment. And uh, what, what it does with Orpah, she, she 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 loves her mother. I mean, she loves Naomi just as Ruth loves Naomi. There's a different outcome with Ruth. We'll see that in a minute. And uh, this is affection. She kisses her. So they're weeping. They're crying. She, and, and yet she turns back and leaves her and goes back. And yet Ruth is the one who continues with her. She clings to her. This is interesting. I looked at this and I thought, well, what What's that about? Because they both love Naomi. Um, Affection. Um, During a difficult time you know, and in our relationship with God and relating to God, in a difficult time, in those times when you're beaten down, in those times when you're beaten back, in those times when you're tripped up, in those times when you feel lousy, horrible, and, and, and life is just, and God is, where is God? And I can understand feeling like that. Uh, we, we, you're going to, and, and, you, and you are a Christian, or you say that you want to believe in God, you want to trust God, love God. Um, affection isn't enough. Affection's great. That sense of love was great, but it wasn't enough. You see, affection, during difficulty, um, we need more than affection. We're going to need to move into something a bit deeper after that, devotion. During difficulty, it's devotion that will take us and reposition us to find a place, a place where we'll be in a place to receive God's promise. Um, Affection, let me put it like this I would say it like this Affection is great I'm not not looking to point the finger at poor old Oprah either I probably feel for her But look, this is the danger And this is where we sometimes can fall I can fall into a danger Um, Affection takes us to the edge You know, we're hit. you're you're, you're in church Or you you, you love God You're reading your Bible uh, Difficulties really come We really get shaken Affection takes us to the edge As it were of of the plan of God, but devotion takes us to the center. You see, with with um Orpah, she reached out, she looked, she turns back at that, that, that terrible challenge. Uh, we'll look at Naomi in a minute. And it's it and, and this is the thing to come through, to possess all of the promise that God has for you and I will need something deeper. The roots will need to be a bit deeper, our hearts to 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 be to holding god uh much longer and that's called devotion. You sometimes hear people say i'm digging deep i'm digging deep today because I feel really bad, I feel really lousy and um and 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 so this and this is what happens with the second widow um she she you know, and I, you, you'll meet lots of people. And lots of people say, well, I love God. You know, I've gone to church. Um, and uh, so I'm not decrying that, that person, if, they, you know, if you're that, that, that person. But if, if you want, you, that will take you to the edge of promise. But if you want to get to the centre, if you want to get to the centre, and you're being shaken, and you're really feeling beaten up, then we need something called devotion. We need to hold on, really hold on. And, and, and that being true to what I said, moving on swiftly, um, that brings us to the third widow. Um, it says of it said that Orpah when she, she loved her her mother in law, but she 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 leaves. But uh, of, of said Orpah kissed Naomi. It says of Ruth in verse fourteen, she clung. Ruth clings. Orpah kisses Naomi and turns back, but Ruth clings to her and stays with her. That's an interesting picture. You see, uh, uh, she's a cleaving widow. The word to cleave uh, in, the, in, in the in the um, in the in uh, the original language it literally means to hold on, to to cling to, to hold on to, and. Uh, and she then goes on to say, where you go, I will go. Your God will be my God. That's an amazing thing, because she's a Moabite. In the story, she's a, she's a Moabitess. Um, she's, she's from a pagan, she had many pagan gods. And she's now saying, I'm going to go with you. And, I, and whatever you have, I'll have. And you have nothing, I will have that Nothing. That's a pretty amazing thing to say. And this is exactly what she says. Your God will be my God. Where you go, I will go. I'm going to cling with you and cling to you. There's something about devotion. It's, it's when we cling, when we hold on to the promise of God, when you hold on to Jesus, when you hold on to the Holy Spirit, when you really cling, when you're really clinging to God, and you're not feeling God and you're not seeing God, but you're just clinging on. Wherever you are, I will, I will cling on to you. It's interesting in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13, we read these words. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that you, when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you've done everything, to stand. It means to cling on. And that's nothing to do with Star Trek. Cling on to God. Hold on to him. And that's what it says there. It's in Ephesians 6 13. There's a load in the Bible. I haven't got time to go through it all. Stand. Hold on. Keep Firm, cleave. Don't, don't run away. Devote, dig deep. In, in one more verse, uh, one more a different, a different reading. Just to, just to say the same point. Two Thessalonians two fifteen says this. That was Ephesians six thirteen. Two Thessalonians, chapter two verse fifteen. So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold fast to the teachings uh, that are are passed on to you, whether by word, mouth, word of mouth, or letter. Stand firm and hold on. Hold to. And uh, that's uh, this. This is what. So um, it means putting our roots down, digging deeper, holding on, clinging to Him. And what this does, it, it puts us in a, a place and a position to receive promise. Sometime later, it, it, it read the whole letter of this story of Ruth. Sometime later, Ruth, in the next couple of chapters, she meets a man called Boaz. Uh, who she later marries. He's a kinsman redeemer of her. This is some time later. She repositioned herself, you see. And uh, she marries this man, and he's quite wealthy, and he looks after her and the family and, and Naomi. And it's an amazing miracle of how their lives get turned around. It's a, it's a bit um, further on in the story. Um, which is, So it's an amazing story. She repositioned herself by holding on going with a mother. She went with, to, with nothing to find nothing, but she finds a, an amazing husband who is a divine appointment, who redeems. It's a picture of Christ redeeming you and I uh, there. Now that in itself, you think, is an amazing story, but that is not the final story. Something more miraculous than that. Talk about repositioning yourself. And with this, we'll close. In Matthew chapter 1, Verse 5, we read of the genealogy of the life of Jesus, his family history, starting with Adam, all the way down with Jesus the Messiah. Matthew chapter 1. And listen to this. In verse 5, Boaz and Ruth turn up. Listen to this story. In verse 5 of Matthew 1, it reads Salmon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. That's a story in itself. Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. So Ruth and Boaz give birth to a son called Obed. And then it goes on to say this in verse 6. Obed, the father of Jesse, Jesse, the father of King David. And Ruth is in the line of King David. But as you go on in the whole of that passage, in, in verse 16, as you go down, it says, it says, and you follow all the family history all the way down, it says geez, they, they're related to Jesus who is called the Messiah so quite incredibly and this is the biggest miracle of all at the time they they had family and life and a livelihood but more miraculously Ruth is pretty instrumental in the line of Jesus Christ the Messiah with her husband Boaz many hundreds of years later It's an amazing miracle. And you know, holding on to him and his word puts us in a position for a miracle. You may be in a difficult place right now. We're going to pray. We're going to close right now. So God bless you. Uh, So let's pray. Uh, You may be in a place that is challenging, difficult for you. Reposition your heart. Dig in. Dig deep in God. Hold on to him. You might feel he's not there. But as soon as you begin to do that, sometime later, Ruth meets Boaz, they get married, give birth to a son called Obed many years later, and they follow this family history hundreds of years later, down to Jesus Christ. You are in line, perhaps for a miracle, right now. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just, um, you know, come to you this evening, and we want to position ourselves uh, so that we'll be in a place to know your promise. And uh, maybe in 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 life, people's lives here tonight. There's different stuff going on. There may be stuff where we feel that life has tripped us up. Uh, We've been beaten down. Um, We we've 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 lost our way, knocked off course, and uh, don't know where to turn. And so, at this very moment, we just take a moment to reposition our hearts and minds in you. Help us, Holy Spirit, to just see you, Jesus. We I surrender. We give you our hearts. We give you our lives. We give you our minds. We give you our circumstance, give you my work, family, hopes for the future, my bewilderment and abandonment. I give you my all. And just pray that you would just come and restore my heart and my mind so that I find myself in a a fresh place, a fresh position. And I just pray that your promise, which is good, for each and every one and every individual and person and family that might be represented here tonight, you would speak hope and life and help into every family and home as we just put ourselves in a place to know you and your presence. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless you. Don't well, don't rush away. We're going to be going across to the Infusion Coffee House is open. Um, great evening uh, nachos and it 's absolutely fantastic um, we 're going to take up our offering. The offering basket 's just going to uh, come by if you 're visiting us tonight, then just don't let that go by. We will be going across the road in the next few moments, and we 'd love you to stay if you 'd like to chat about something in, in life and home and something that we 've shared this evening. Alan has spoken this evening about hearing God in your life if you 'd like to pray about anything we 'd love to be here we pray with you. to to, to support you as well so we'd love to do that thank you